Well, I was a young girl when I found out I was pregnant. That was 33 years ago. I knew I had to make the best decision for my unborn child, so I chose adoption. The most important thing to me was that she be placed in a Christian home. So I spoke to the attorney at Abbott Loop Church. And in November of 86, I'd given birth to a beautiful little girl. I even spent an extra day in the hospital just to spend time with her before letting her go. I remember the nurses kept coming by, checking on me, asking if I needed to talk, and reminding me it would be okay to cry, that this would be like experiencing a death, and that I would grieve. I'd bite my lip and I'd say, no, I'm okay, but thanks for checking on me, as the tears would sting the back of my eyes and a lump would grow in my throat. I came home on Thanksgiving Day. This was the hardest and most difficult experience I've had to, anything I've ever experienced. And when I heard a loud, uncontrollable, agonizing cry, I was shocked to realize it was me. This pain that I felt was almost unbearable. And I remember my mom just held me as we cried. But I knew, I prayed about this decision, and I knew that God would restore this. Well, now that you all know my age, (laughs) I have always known I was adopted. I moved to Medford, Oregon when I was three years old. I remember sitting crisscross on my living room floor as close as possible to my mom's legs. I was silently playing with my Barbies when my mom interrupted my thoughts and said, your papa and I couldn't have kids. I didn't carry you in my tummy, but another young lady did, and she loved you very much and wanted the best for you. I grew up in a very loving family, but I always felt like a piece of me was missing. The only terms of the adoption I requested was that I get pictures of her once a year. It took a couple years for this routine to fall into place. In the meantime, I'd find myself looking in the faces of every little girl with brown curly hair. I know it's impossible, but I looked for her face everywhere, and I had no idea what she looked like, but I just felt like when our eyes would connect, somehow we would know. The summer before high school, my dad announced we were moving to Idaho. I was so bitter to leave my friends and my life behind, but my dad assured me that this was God's plan. We may not know tomorrow or in the next few years, but one day we'd understand. In the next month, my dad's job fell through. Why were we here? In 2005, my family decided to move for a job opportunity that would soon prove not to be what was promised. I decided to write Destiny a letter at that time. I wanted to explain to her why. I wanted her to know that she was loved and that my door was always open and she had siblings, Jordan, Madison, and Hunter. I was home on break from college out of state. I left Idaho as soon as I could. And my brother popped out of my parents' room and dropped a manila envelope into my lap. My heart stilled, my heart pounded, my world stilled. I knew exactly what this was. I opened it carefully and out fell five pieces of paper. The words jumped off the paper and filled a hole in my soul. It said, I've always wanted you. I just wanted the best for you. I'm sure you can imagine my overwhelming joy when I received my first letter from Destiny. It started with, and I'll never forget, she said, oh my gosh, I prayed for you my entire life. I'm so sorry it took so long to write, but I just found your letter today. What was even more amazing, that by God's divine setup, not only did he bring us both to Idaho, but we only lived... 15 minutes from each other. I bravely wrote her one last time. I told her I was ready to meet, and I added my phone number. I was home on summer break when I got woken up by a phone call. Destiny, this is Michelle. It took me a few seconds to register who it was, and instantly I was awake. Would you like to meet today? Yes, I said. And then I added, I just bought a car, which was totally irrelevant. (laughs) 
this was going to be totally awkward. I hung up the phone, and then I realized I had an interview a half hour before meeting her. I began to panic, and I decided right then and there to ruin my interview. I walked up to my potential boss, shook his hand, and pretended he was Michelle. I told him all about my childhood and my future dreams. I think he, <laughs> I think he was confused why swinging on my tire swing as a child qualified me for this position, but somehow he hired me. <laughs> We had decided to meet at a Mexican restaurant, and when she stepped out of the car, I knew that this beautiful girl with brown curly hair and a perfect smile was destiny. And I wasn't even nervous. In fact, the peace that I felt, I was reminded from God, this was meant to be. I walked in and saw her, and I wasn't nervous thanks to my earlier practice. <laughs> and I walked in there with no expectation, but somehow I couldn't believe that instant connection we had. We spent hours interrupting each other, filling each other's sentences, and she never finished her stories. I'm still hearing the end of her stories today. <laughs> well, if you ask her husband, John, she never finishes her stories either. Before we knew it, six hours had passed, and that's when I turned to Destiny, and I had to let her know that I had to leave. My daughter, Madison, had an after-school event, but I wanted her to know that I wanted to continue this loving, newfound relationship, but I would respect whatever she decided, and the ball was in her court. To my surprise, she said without hesitation, can I come with you now? Yes. By the end of that first day, we'd spent nine hours together. And a two, DNA, it's a powerful thing. And throughout the next year, we all grew closer with an easy and natural connection. And in 2008, my family decided to move back to Alaska. And again, giving God credit, not only did we walk back into our old business name, but our old business phone number as well, as if we'd never been gone. And we'd been gone for three years. In 2013, I was 12 weeks along with my second baby. I went to my first appointment, and my doctor couldn't find a heartbeat. My doctor told me not to worry, but I already knew. I woke up that night with the worst cramps. I ran into the bathroom, covering my ears, trying to drown out the screaming. And when I opened the door, I saw my reflection and realized it was me. I heard a voice say, be still, and a peace filled me. But it was a loss that I would never forget. My mom, Susan, held me the next morning while we both cried. And she told me how hard it was for her when she tried and tried to have a baby and she couldn't. And I understood the selfless sacrifice that Michelle made for me when she essentially lost me. In 2016, Destiny and her family moved to Alaska. And in 2017, Destiny gave birth to my grandson, Ezekiel. Her mom, Susan, and I visited while waiting for this new life to come into this world, a grandchild to both of us. And before her parents left, Susan gave me a hug, a hug of peace, a hug of healing, and said, bye, Michelle. Take care of our girl. It has now been 13 years, and I'm blessed, and I'm restored. <laughs>